The following pre-recorded program is paid for by SSI Guardian. Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg with your host, psychologist and author, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics brought to you by SSI Guardian. Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well and staying safe. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat. Visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg. We're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education and solutions. Learn more about SSI Guardian at ssiguardian.com. I'm excited to have my guest. On the show today, Tony Matoyer, he's a marriage and family therapist in Aurora, Colorado. And if you or a couple that you know need help overcoming marital conflict, or you realize you're being triggered by your spouse, which happens, today's episode will offer you insights and solutions for improving the quality of your marriage. Living Well with Dr. Pegg is coming to you from Denver, Colorado, on 94.7 FM, The Word, and streaming online at drpegradio.com. And if you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, go to drpegradio.com for the program archives. And you can also go to drpegradio.com to connect with our sponsor and learn more about my various events, retreats, and books. And I'm excited to be offering my nonfiction writing and self-publishing one-day intensive workshop in September. This is the first time I'm offering it in over a year, and it's one of my favorite workshops, mainly because of the enthusiasm and passion of the would-be writers who participate in the workshop. And if you've had an interesting childhood or you possess a special skill or ability and you want to share your experiences to inspire and educate others, register now for my nonfiction writing and self-publishing one-day intensive And if you're not sure how to get started on your book or you've been working on the same book for years or you want to learn how to self-publish your own book, this workshop is for you. And we're meeting all day beginning 10.15 a.m. in Denver on Saturday, September 9th, 2017. And space is limited, so go to drpegradio.com slash write and register today. Now, we all come from a family, right? And we've all been impacted by our family dynamics, our parents, our siblings. And many of you are in relationships and desire to be married, or perhaps you're already married. But did you know that your childhood dynamics with your parents influence how you relate to your spouse today as an adult? Well, my guest, marriage and family counselor, Tony Matoyer, will share with us important principles that underlie these family dynamics and help us to improve our relationships and our own personal well-being. Tony Matoyer, he's a certified addiction counselor and marriage and family counselor in Aurora, Colorado. Thanks so much, Tony Matoyer, for being in the studio with me today, and welcome to the program. And thank you so much, Dr. Pay. Okay, great. Well, I'm looking forward to our conversation Um, I met you years ago um, through my church, Colorado Christian Fellowship, in Aurora, and uh, you facilitated a small group for those of us who were training as lay counselors at the church. And um, 
I have a therapy background myself. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I can say that I don't think I've met as skilled a counselor as you in my experience. I mean, it's the truth. I just was so impressed, and I refer everybody to you. I had had a favorite therapist when I first moved to Denver, but he retired, and I was like, who am I going to refer everyone to now? And so um, when I discovered you, I started sending everyone to you. And so it's just an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. And it's been very much appreciated. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, tell the listeners about yourself and your background, Tony, um, and how you became a marriage and family counselor. Um, It's not every kid who, you know, growing up, especially a young man growing up in L.A., as Mm -hmm. I know you did, who says, when I grow up, I want to be a therapist. (laughs) So how did you end up on that path? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Dr. Pig, it started uh, back in the early 80s Mm -hmm. uh, when I had given my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. I was uh, a remodeling contractor. Okay. And I had just, I was at the peak of the business. Mm -hmm. And I had more contracts than I'd ever had before, city, county. And during the course of... Of my walk with Christ, Mm -hmm. I received a series of three dream visions. Mm. And I I don't usually share that with people, but Mm -hmm. uh, it happened back to back. They were consecutive and they were identical. Mm. At that point, I started investigating uh, about what is psychology, what Mm -hmm. is counseling about. And from that point, the Lord just led me uh, to close out the contracts, go back to school, uh, started off, I just got a, I got a GED, and then God just continued forwarding me in the education process mm-hmm. all the way through to my master's in marriage and family counseling, yeah. counseling. and then with uh, uh, addiction counseling. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been doing this now for about 32 years. Wow. Starting in... You uh, started when you were 15. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> They're about 32 years, you know, and... And it started off, I, I had no clue where God was going to take this. Mm-hmm. And I, I began working with chron- chronically mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started off as a group leader in a, in a, a psychiatric facility in Riverside, California. Mm-hmm. And after six months, I, I got a promotion. And then uh, after that, I got another promotion. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on to another uh, mental health agency. And then God just continued to confirm the call uh, by continuing to give me promotions and uh, giving me favor on the mm-hmm. job uh, mm-hmm. a- along the way. So I ended up working at Fort Logan Mental Health Corporation of Denver. Mm-hmm. I was at Aurora Mental Health. Wow. And so then there was a period where I knew God was calling me to something different, and I didn't know what it was. So I started off uh, with, uh, you know, buying an extra house for a residential program. I thought that's oh, what, wow. you know, I thought okay. maybe that was yeah. going to be it. Yeah. As it turned out, God had other plans. He mm-hmm. sent me to CCF. I ended up uh, volunteering Mm -hmm. uh, there for about eight months, you know, in training uh, counselors uh, to do uh, counseling, you know, in the the church setting and then to learn group therapy techniques and those kind of things. And then also doing some counseling between ourselves. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, uh, I was going to get back into the workforce. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, be still. Mm. So I was still. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest mm-hmm. thing I could do. Mm-hmm. And for 90 days, I had to be still. After wow. that, uh, the phone started ringing. And people were asking, would I be willing uh, to do counseling with them mm-hmm. or their family mm-hmm. or their marriage? Mm-hmm. And the phone continued to ring. Amen. And before I know it, I was full-time. 
uh, doing marriage and family counseling, doing addiction counseling, individual counseling, uh, and it's a home-based business, mm-hmm. ministry business in my home. Mm-hmm. And now it's been four-plus years, wow. and everything is going wonderful. Amen. God is blessing. Amen. Uh, uh, the rates, uh, the success rates are just off the scale. Amen. Off the scale. Amen. And I am so pleased, and I give the glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing your story, tes- your story and your testimony and, um, you know, one of the themes that I'm hearing, and we, we talked about it on my show last week, and it's just something, something that keeps coming back personally for me, and I keep hearing it reiterated in other places from other people, is um, prayer, listen, obey. Yes. And so as we seek the Lord, is often listening and being still. Sometimes Absolutely. our prayer is too much talking, but the, the Lord sat you down, said, be still, be quiet. That's a form of prayer. And to really listen for the voice of God and his instructions. Amen. And then when you get those instructions, uh, to your credit, you did exactly what he said to do. I did exactly what yes. he said to yes. do. And then he's the one that brought the increase. Amen. That's Amen. Right. Well, I know the personal testimonies I've heard from the folks that I've referred to you have been pretty incredible. I've, I've referred people who were on the verge of leaving their spouse or um, you know, were even staying with me because they had left for the night <laughs> to okay. just take a break okay. and were ready to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. And I was like, let me give you a phone number for okay. Tony Matoyer. <laughs> Talk to him before you make any decisions. And I've always gotten um, good reports back. And you don't send your dear friends to just anyone, Amen. you know. That's and right. so, again, I, I can I can say without reservation that the Lord really is working through you and praise God for well, you. you so much. Yeah. And your ministry and your, and your counseling business. So let's talk about marriage, Tony, uh, since you're a marriage and family counselor, in addition to being an addiction counselor, and you say that there are three purposes, or maybe you don't say this, it may be the Bible said it first, right? Mm, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that there are three purposes of marriage that we can find in Genesis 2, 24. Talk, talk about those three purposes that leave and cleave uh, scripture that we're familiar with. Okay. Well, as we read in Genesis 2, 24, uh, in a marriage, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Uh, there are three verbs. Uh, leaving, being united, and becoming one indicates the three purposes of marriage, as mm-hmm. you stated before. Leaving uh, is very important. Mm-hmm. From a natural, practical perspective in that there is a natural bond or attachment bond mm-hmm. uh, that uh, either uh, doesn't matter either one spouse, so it could be male or female, has with parents mm-hmm. or uh, close siblings. And in those attachment bonds, they are... Uh, invested with responsibility, mm-hmm. with expectation, and an enormous amount of, of love and bond and connection. Mm-hmm. And so when a person uh, decides to get married, especially a believer, mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. uh, decides to get married, we need to be looking at the biblical principles about what God is expecting, uh, about how you leave your family of origin and become united to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And the leaving part means basically that you're physically, geographically leaving the home of your parents mm-hmm. or wherever you're living, and then you're uniting to another individual with the purpose of becoming one. Mm-hmm. Now, an attachment uh, begins to secure itself in that relationship, and it's better, there's a much better chance that the attachment that happens in a marital union takes place most successfully 
when there's less outside interference. Mm -hmm. And so it helps when a couple can separate and then make the connection, get to know each other in a different way. Even if you've known that person years before you married them, everything changes uh, at that point, especially once you've done that in sight of what God is, uh, has required for a husband and wife to do. Mm-hmm. And then being united. Well, most people think of just being united. You know, we're becoming together. We're going to do everything together. We're going to unite our purposes. We're going to mm-hmm. unite our goals. You know, we're going to come together and um, maybe join in our bank accounts. But united actually means you're uniting with your spouse and you also are uniting with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in your marriage. Amen. So there's a three-pronged type of triangle union that takes place in a marital relationship that people aren't aware of. So once you become married, you're a believer. You're not just married uh, to that spouse, mm-hmm. but you're also married to Christ mm-hmm. in that as well. Amen. And he becomes a part of that relationship. And the per- uh of the becoming one part is much more than just the physical notion of it. It's becoming one in, in mind, becoming one in spirit and, and, and emotion. And that takes prayer. Mm-hmm. That takes a commitment. That takes, that takes um, you having a firm desire to, to become one with the other person. Now, the fears associated with that, sometimes people think they're going to get absorbed or they're going to lose some sense of self or their personality mm-hmm. becomes mm-hmm. absorbed in the relationship as a result of trying to become one and unite. But God is not about uh, dissolving personalities. You know, we keep our uniqueness and we keep our unique aspects of ourselves as an individual. And that's very important because you need that to help create the balance that's necessary in a marriage to begin with. Mm-hmm. So becoming one. It's just like when, uh, similarly, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit mm. are as one. Wow. You know, they're one in purpose. They're one in design. They're motiv- one in motivation. And mm-hmm. similarly, in the natural, a similar kind of thing happens to us. We are to look at our spouse in light of how God sees us. Mm-hmm. And we need to look at our spouse in light of how God sees her or him mm-hmm. and recognize <laughs> that it's just not my husband, it's not just my wife, but this is God's daughter mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is God's son. And then you go into that with that kind of perspective and that kind of, of, uh, of idea of, of who this person is, then you won't violate their individuality. Mm-hmm. You, you respect that individuality because you know that comes from God. Yeah. And it becomes a part of who you are in that union, in your holy union in matrimony with your spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone, Tony, will, will set you free in your marriage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, if you focus on just what you shared, if you say nothing else this whole hour, and we yes. really meditate on Genesis 2.24 and the leaving physically and especially emotionally um, becoming united not just with your spouse and being on the same page but with God and the Holy Spirit That's and right. then becoming one yet two That's right. <laughs> distinct That's right. um, I'm talking with Tony Matoyer marriage and family counselor in Aurora Colorado talking about marriage and um, the three purposes of marriage and there's there's a um, there's a book I read, I think it's called Sacred Marriage, and the subtitle is What If God's What If the Purpose of Marriage is Not to Make You Happy but to Make You Holy? Mm. And so our pastor defines uh marriage as lifelong deliverance. <laughs> 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 and so a lot of a lot of um what you said really reminded me of that is that we're being conformed into the image of Christ. That's right. 
by making that commitment, by making that covenant, not just with our spouse, but with God. That's right. And in order to honor that covenant, we have to be transformed. Absolutely. We have to um, make sacrifices. Yes. But as, as it always is with God, as we sacrifice in obedience and love, we always get back so much more in return. And so, um, you know, I'm thinking about my own marriage and, and how, how on the one hand, it's easy to love my husband. It's easy to do for him when it's easy for me. <laughs> you That's know? right. That's when right. loving him is easy for me, it's great. Absolutely. But sometimes love requires sacrifice. Oh, and then absolutely. it's not so easy. No, but in, in letting God flow through you, his Holy Spirit flow through you to, to serve your husband or meet, let the Lord meet his needs through you, it changes you. That's right. And we're, we're, we're made better even when it maybe is a little painful. Oh, yeah. And it's usually <laughs> the pain that helps us to, uh, to get the gain. I, yeah. I hate to use a cliche yeah. like that. But it's but so it true. Is. Huh? I mean, it's because of the pain and the struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times in our walk with Christ in general, uh, that things are allowed to surface. Mm-hmm. And then when things surface, uh, look at it in the context of the covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we are trying to become one with another individual, uh, you... You, uh, you come from different backgrounds. You, you, have, you think, think you have a lot of things in common, but you, common, but you find out that there's a whole lot more that you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are different value <laughs> differences. There's ge- generational differences. Yeah. There's just so many uh, things to consider when you're trying to become one. Mm-hmm. Now, when that happens, when you're faced with the challenge uh, of enmeshing or coming together as one, it creates the kind of tension that will cause a very uncomfortable surfacing of of uh, uh, of emotion mm-hmm. uh, of memories mm. uh, of 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 issues uh, that maybe maybe have been dormant uh, in your life and mm. they start to surface now the way that surfaces and the reason why that surfaces is is by design mm. because with our spouse we give them access mm. to a particular window uh, in our heart so that hardly anybody else has access the way they have access. And in that place is complete vulnerability. And where the vulnerability is, that's where everything Mm. is that most people don't have access to. Mm -hmm. So we can count it a blessing Mm -hmm. when our spouse can cause maybe some feelings of of abandonment to surface Mm. or or some feelings of shame uh, Mm. to surface or fears, type of fears to surface. And then it shows us how to bring these kinds of things to God. And these are the things that create impasses uh, Mm. in the relationship. So when people think they're, you know, they're, uh, they're fighting one another or they're just bumping heads because they're so different, Mm -hmm. they're actually uh, created from impasses from conflicting deeper unresolved mm-hmm. issues that were designed to surface under these specific wow. conditions. Yeah. I know when I was single after my divorce, I realized there were many things that I could not change or resolve or even be aware of by myself. <laughs> they were character traits, defense mechanisms, coping strategies that only would become um, uh, visible in relation with someone else. That's right. <laughs> you That's know, right. and so exactly. you can have this false sense of I'm okay. I'm doing all right. You know, yes, yes. I'm ready to get remarried or <laughs> I'm ready to be married the, for the first time. Cause I'm doing great when I'm by myself, yes. but you're so right. It's being not only in relationship to just 
other people in general that exposes some of our issues, but especially, like you're saying, that most intimate relationship with our spouse. Yes. That on, like you said, only a spouse has that access in a covenant marriage. So you're saying those impasses, that pain that gets triggered and exposed, yes. is a gift and a blessing. Yeah, if we know how to view it. If, if we know how to view it. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. it presents as a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's why, you know, that's, that's what the cliche, you know, the honeymoon's over. Mm-hmm. And that's where that comes from because mm-hmm. reality sets in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you let your guards down. Uh, all along, we have been presenting the best possible aspect right. of ourselves to that person. And just person. The, the high of infatuation, the falling high of infatuation. in love, yes. being married. I guess there might be endorphins and all that brain science that <laughs> contribute to that, but it eventually Absolutely. wears off. I've heard research oh. that says between 18 months and two years, yes. that high of you know infatuation and, and early love wears off. It does. And so you have to have something more enduring in its place absolutely and so too many people um mistake that exposing of their issues as fatal flaws in the relationship they think they chose wrong they think this is a wrong person i made a mistake you know a year in two years in oh my god this is horrible and so they run away yes and they seek divorce rather Mm -hmm. than coming together seeking the lord or a professional like yourself absolutely you know, one of the things that have, have bothered me for so many years is the statistical, uh, the balance and the statistical rate uh, of divorce uh, between secular marriages mm. and Christian marriages. Mm. It never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I always uh, understood that as somebody's got something wrong here yeah. uh, because we as believers, you know, ought not to have the same yeah. kind of statistic yeah. when it comes to divorces. Uh, simply because of how we need to be viewing uh, one another uh, in terms of who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was from, uh, that's just from the beginning. Now, if I can just take a minute. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess in other words, I'm saying the way I approach this is, first of all, I am led by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, with individuals, with, with couples, married couples, uh, with families, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for uh, to start to be viewed themselves from a godly, holy, and sanctified union perspective. Mm. Okay, for those of us who are married and mm. followers of Christ, we're in a covenant union where our God is not just involved but completely invested and has joined us in our marital unions. Mm-hmm. So with this in mind, I attempt to help married couples and families begin to build on spiritual, biblical, foundational principle, mm-hmm. beginning with rebuilding the relationship with God, then with one another. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of what must happen under the rebuilding process or perspective, you know, is from biblical foundational principles. Amen. And I just outlined several of them, if mm-hmm. I can just speak. Sure. Number one, love, truth, light, mutual integrity, patience, honesty, integrity, patience, honesty, mutual trust, transparency. Mm. Righteousness, long-suffering, faith, faithfulness, and forgiveness. And these are the virtues that's going to be required for us to do a holy, sanctified marriage union. Wow. And so a counselor can't, per se, help you with these things, but he or she can point you to the one who can. These sound a lot like the fruit of the Holy Spirit. A whole lot like. Um, God is love sounds like aspects or characteristics of love of God. So if we seek 
the one <laughs> who lives within us, if mm. we know the Lord, yes. who's our model, who's our example, uh, that's that's the source of having this foundation for our holy union. Now, you bring up an interesting point. Um, first, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, there is a pointing too, mm-hmm. but there's a little more involved in that. Okay. Uh, I've learned that people have trouble, they struggle with uh, applying these principles not only to their personal lives, mm-hmm. but also to their marital unions. And so I've developed a process okay. uh, by which I walk them through, through. a process and what, what, uh, of, of bringing this about in their life. Amen. And we'll talk about that process um, when we return. I'm speaking with Tony Matoyer. I, I hope your spirit is quickened like mine is listening to Tony. And even if you're not married, if you desire to be married, and even singles can benefit from what Tony is talking about. And he certainly does work with individuals in his counseling practice as well. Again, this is Tony Matoyer, certified addiction counselor, marriage and family counselor in the Denver metro area. Um, when we come back uh, from the break, we'll find out if it really boils down to marrying someone just like our mother or father. <laughs> Don't go away. We'll be right back. <laughs> 94.7 FM, The Word. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. There's a new chief of staff taking over at the White House on Monday. John Kelly is a retired Marine general who's been Homeland Security chief in the Trump cabinet. He retired from the military last year, wrapping up a three-year post as head of U.S. Southern Command. Weary Republicans in Washington may be ready to move on from health care, but conservatives are warning the GOP-led Congress not to abandon its pledge to repeal, to repeal the Obama-era health law, a risk of political nightmare in next year's elections, the Senate has failed to pass repeal legislation. There is fear and outrage among the Republican base. Chicago now gives at-risk inmates the overdose-reversing drug naloxone upon their release from jail. Los Angeles is poised to follow suit sometime early next year. More details at srnnews.com. This is Denver's all-new 94.7 FM, The Word. When you want authentic Mexican food, think Las Hermanas Mexican Cafe. At Las Hermanas, each Mexican dish is made with love. With over 30 years in the restaurant business, they bring a passion and flavor you will surely savor. Fresh-made chips and salsa, authentic Mexican cuisine, and delicious desserts will keep you coming back again and again. Las Hermanas is a family-owned restaurant conveniently located in Aurora near Parker and I-225. The only thing better than their mouth-watering dishes is getting it for half price. That's 
right. Enjoy two Hermanus specialties, normally $20, for only $10. Now that's tasty. And you can only get this deal at DenverHalfPrice.com. Which delicious dish will you choose? The fried tacos, steak a la Mexicano, stuffed sopapilla, or one of over a dozen choices? Visit DenverHalfPrice.com to get an authentic Mexican dinner for two for only $10. And head to Las Hermanas Mexican Cafe today. Hey, this is Brad Jenkins of The Brad Jenkins Show right here on 94.7 The Word. Now, I know you're tired of hearing financial ads offering some free book when all you really want is to have your retirement and investment questions answered. At Jenkins Wealth, we're here to help with that. Give us a call today for a one-on-one review at 720-457-6844. And don't forget to tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. on 94.7 The Word. Jenkins Wealth Management Group is a financial services firm that offers a broad array of products and services, including insurance and annuities. Licensed in Colorado. If you have a Lowe's Advantage card, you can get an extra 5% off every day on items big or small. So you can save an extra 5% on a new coat of paint, updating appliances, replacing the flooring, and even save an extra 5% on little things like cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, and air filters. The big to-dos to the everyday essentials. You get an extra 5% savings every day when you use your Lowe's Advantage card. If you don't have one, apply today. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Subject to credit approval and can't be combined with any other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Tony Matoyer. He's a certified addiction counselor and marriage and family counselor in the Denver metro area, Aurora, Colorado, to be exact. Uh, Tony, how can listeners get in touch with you? Well, they can be reached uh, by phone number uh, 720-447-1557 or email address restorationfs12 at gmail.com. Excellent. And I'll have a link to Tony's information on my website, or if you want to share this interview with a friend or family member, go to drpegradio.com, and you'll see Tony's contact information well, before the break, Tony, I asked you, is it true that we really just end up marrying our mother or our father? You know, everybody um, knows that there's something about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to share with you what, what my understanding uh, is about that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, how you're going to receive it. <laughs> but I think it it, it, it it comes down to the attraction process, first of all. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, from object relations theory, uh, we have our parents interjected into us mm-hmm. uh, psychologically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that works is that we objectify people from the time we're born. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not an individual. Uh, they're an object. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn to first love is uh, by object. Uh, and then our first type of love is need-based love because mm-hmm. our needs are being met mm-hmm. uh, through this very positive object mm-hmm. okay who feeds so, me who, who feeds comforts me, me and when comforts i'm crying me. and burps me and... exactly mm-hmm. all right now just imagine this object uh, uh you have dad we'll say dad is the not so good object but mom is is the good object mm-hmm. but let's just say that mom has some not so good qualities about mm-hmm. her well we need mom to stay the good object mm-hmm. so there's a split that happens. So we keep mom safe and in the good object 
uh, category. Mm -hmm. But yet, what do we do with the not so good mm -hmm. aspects of mom that we split into ourselves or dad, whoever that might yeah, be? Yeah. Well, we store them uh, somewhere in mm -hmm. our psyche. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when uh, we have that incorporated or in, in combination uh, with other unresolved issues, there becomes a need or a drive mm -hmm. to resolve those issues. Almost like a magnet that Absolutely. draws us to it. Yeah. And so because we have that need and drive to resolve those issues inside of us, we have uh, uh, an unconscious antenna uh, that literally is, is always on the alert, mm. seeking the right person to attach to for the purpose of getting resolution for unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. I know this doesn't sound very romantic <laughs> uh, at all, but it happens all the time. Yeah. And so that's why people say, well, I married my dad. Well, dad maybe was not so great a guy at times, mm -hmm. right? Or I married my mom. Or even the pop, but even the positive characteristics you'll even be drawn the to. positive yeah. characteristics of them. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, uh, my wife, uh, her father's a pastor, wonderful man, has been pastoring from the time she was six months old. Mm -hmm. She's absorbed some of his wonderful qualities mm -hmm. as well as a lot of her mother's wonderful qualities. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, it works both ways. Mm -hmm. But what do we do with the things that we don't like? All right. So mm. then they are kind of dormant and dormant in an unconscious mm. state uh, inside of us seeking to be resolved. Mm -hmm. And so when we find somebody or become attracted to somebody, many times that attraction is uh, is very much in alignment with a goal and a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that would be to find resolution. Mm -hmm. So see, so you, you recognize this more when you talk to people and they say, why do I marry the same kind of guy over and <laughs> right, over and right, over right. again or the same kind of person over and mm -hmm. over and over again? You know, it, you would think that I would get a clue, but he presented so well. Mm -hmm. He seemed so nice. Mm -hmm. uh, he was he was a gentleman. He mm -hmm. was all of these things. Well, there's a lot more to our attraction process than than just our conscious mind. Mm -hmm. Actually, the unconscious mind is a more powerful driving force when it comes mm -hmm. to attraction mm -hmm. than we give it credit for. Yes. And so what ends up happening, people get married, and then when uh, the guards come down, uh, our, our access window opens, uh, and, and we give those people the access to mm -hmm. those places in our heart, then we start to figure out they really don't know what to do with it. And, and, and you find that you end up in some kind of a, a negative interactive type of a cycle. Mm -hmm. And that cycle, so sole purpose of that cycle is to resolve issues. Right. So let me interject here, Tony, because for myself as a psychologist I, and as a believer, I've, got, I've gotten feedback from some people who don't know a lot about psychology who say you can't be a Christian and embrace psychology. And so one of the premises of this show is um, effective psychological strategies that are based on biblical principles for living well, staying safe. And so I have a, a slogan that I say, all good psychology, what we would call evidence-based psychology, you know, mm. theories like object relations and emotion-focused yes. therapy, right, right, right. Which, all, which research has been done that validates, yes, we have effective outcomes. Your personal experience, the anecdotes that you can share of couples you've worked with, you have effective outcomes. So I say all good psychology really is just God psychology. Absolutely. And so um, you talked about how, you know, on, on the one hand, 
we can seek healing for these childhood wounds if we're consciously aware of them. Mm-hmm. We can go to therapy. I've been to oh. therapy yes. many times over okay. the course of my whole adult life because okay. I was consciously aware, hey, I've got this issue or the Lord showed me, you know what, you haven't resolved your feelings towards your dad who's deceased. Go work on that. Yes. Uh, and yes. and I worked on my quote unquote daddy issues, and then okay. six months later, I met my husband. Okay. And so when we're aware of it, we can go seek healing. But you're suggesting that when some of these feelings are we're not aware of, they're unconscious. But God designs marriage as this sanctifying process. Yes, He does. And so it's it's designed to expose these issues so we can resolve them and we can be conformed into the image of Christ. And as my pastor says, marriage can be lifelong deliverance. Absolutely. If we're willing to surrender to the process and then seek the Lord first and foremost and then seek professional help from experts who can guide you through the process. Absolutely. You know, uh, Dr. Pegg, I, my primary uh, motive therapy mm-hmm. uh, would be from emotion focused perspective mm-hmm. now emotion focus is grounded in object relations theory and what i've come to understand over the years even freud mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the theories if you look close enough you can see that the many of the truths that are in there yes. are biblical based Amen. Mm-hmm. they really are mm-hmm. and so somebody was smart enough mm-hmm. uh, to see that god's design uh, was the perfect design. Amen. And so they're camouflage. You can't see. They're not going to quote scripture. Right. But you can literally see that somebody understands a uh, biblical principle Amen. just a bit. And they have taken it and cloaked it yes. uh, and also mixed it with understanding how the mind works, mm-hmm. how, the, how, they, how our emotions work, uh, our physical aspect and, mm-hmm. and our chemistry, overall chemistry, how right. it all works together. And God designed us that way. He's the one who put those brain chemicals there, and he's the one who gave us emotions exactly. and personality. So exactly. it's not inconsistent with the word. Absolutely. There was a time when uh, if you were a medical doctor, uh, you, you, you were frowned upon at times for, you know, uh, believing in that more mm. than believing in mm. healing. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I, I knew of a case where uh, a young boy, uh, when I was a kid, uh, his parents uh, prayed and mm-hmm. uh, tried to help get him delivered from diabetes, mm. uh, kept him in the house. The, pro- oh, the pastor was there. They prayed all night. He died the next mm. day. Uh, they got in trouble. Okay, so it's nothing wrong with praying. We should pray. Amen. We should believe mm-hmm. God. We should trust God. But we should not discount what we don't understand. Right. Uh, because God has equipped people yes. uh, for specific tasks uh, that know how to understand how the mind works, mm-hmm. how our mm-hmm. feelings, emotion works, uh, the categories, the compartments, uh, and 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 it just all aspects holistically. That's what God is concerned about with us to begin with. Yes every aspect of who we are amen amen and so he's he's given us medical knowledge and neuropsychological knowledge and marriage and family counseling knowledge Mm -hmm. it all all good things come from god and so we can apply that in a biblical context and that's exactly what you do in your practice amen well we have about two two minutes in this segment we can carry it over to the next one uh, talk more about these attachment styles that when as as infants who are dependent on our parents to care for us, we become attached to them. That's right. And you said that attachment is need based and how we view them as need based, um, how we were connected to our parents during childhood, 
uh, really translates directly into our adult relationships. And in your experience and the experience of many um, good minds who've written about this, that that, that um, connection drives the challenges couples face in the present and the future. And so please explain um, attachment theory in one minute or less. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll carry it over into our next segment. Uh, talk about that, how that childhood attachment translates into um, our adult relationships okay. with our well, spouse. As I said, it starts off, uh, we, we objectify people. We don't mm-hmm. understand that they literally are uh, separate individuals from ourselves. Mm-hmm. From that point, uh, an attachment bond uh, is created between uh, the parent and the child. And in that attachment bond, there uh, it's about survival. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's just innate in all humans. It's uh, innate in, in animals as well. Uh, but with animals, it's called uh, imprinting. Yes. Uh, for us, uh, it's the attachment bond. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, and, and for us, the, the goal is to achieve a secure attachment okay. bond. And what, is, what does that look like? Well, a secure attachment bond just means that all of the needs have been met pretty mm. consistently. Uh, the parent was, was available. Okay. Uh, the parent was nurturing. Uh, the parent was consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the feeding and, and the burping and the changing and just all of those things happened. But also the love, the attention, the time mm-hmm. uh, was there. So, uh, and it also tracks us through the div- different developmental stages uh, of, our, of our growing up years. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a level of consistency of secure attachment in the parent-child bond throughout their growing up years mm-hmm. in order for the secure attachment to become a part of who, uh, become who that person okay. is. And so then we carry that picture, that model, those feelings of feeling securely attached. I can depend on not only this person, but I can depend on people. I can trust people. Trust. They're generally reliable. Absolutely. They're generally consistent. They're yes. generally not going to harm me. They're generally going to be for me, not against me. Absolutely. We hold that in our hearts and our in our souls, and then we have that antenna you talked about that helps us find our spouse. I'm talking with Tony Matoyer, marriage and family counselor, and he'll be back with us in just a moment. 94.7 FM, the word. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional evidence-based advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or act of terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion, SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit or CEU issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. Welcome back, everyone. I am speaking with Tony Matoyer, marriage and family therapist. And if you're 
confused, stuck, or ready for change. Uh, in addition to talking with Tona, Tony, you may want to check out my book, Do Something Different for Change, and my Do Something Different for Change personal transformation retreat. And if you're ready to write and self-publish your own book, maybe you have a testimony about marriage or uh, how you've overcome a challenge in your life, register now for my one-day intensive workshop on nonfiction writing and self-publishing. Go to drpegradio.com to register today. I'll also have a link where you can connect with Tony Matoyer if you're interested in marriage and family counseling or addiction counseling and you live in the Denver metro area, Aurora, Colorado, where you're willing to drive from wherever you are, I highly recommend Tony uh, to help you with your family and your marriage relationships. So, Tony, we were in the middle of talking about object relations and attachment theory. And, again, I want to emphasize that all good psychology is God psychology. It's Amen. all based on biblical principles. Amen. And I know that you are a believer and I you am. believe in the power of the Holy Spirit Absolutely. Uh, to, to deliver us from our sin, sin nature yes. and conform us into the image of Christ uh, so we can be united uh, as one That's right. and in covenant relationship with our spouse and with our God. That's right. Amen. Amen. So talk, talk about how these attachment bonds, if we're, if we're blessed, we have this secure attachment. However, you're saying it's also a blessing, regardless of your childhood, that your marriage can expose those wounds and those patterns. It's also a blessing, yes, not a is. curse. We shouldn't run from our spouse when we get triggered with those negative emotions. We should... Um, draw close to God mm-hmm. and seek out professional help to guide us to navigate yeah. that so we can be blessed right. in yes. the pain, yeah. through Un- the pain. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel like a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said earlier, it, it really actually does feel more like a curse mm-hmm. uh, because nobody is comfortable uh, and uh, with, with being in a relationship with somebody who they believe is causing them emotional pain right. uh, simply because... Uh, the way they may say something or what they say. Or, or how, how they look when they say it. Or how they look when they say <laughs> it. And, and just so many other things. You know, not communicating well. Mm-hmm. Or, or their, their communications are limited. They're, they're not really uh, um, incongruent mm-hmm. uh, with what they say and what they do. Their mm-hmm. body language doesn't match their words. Just so many, uh, yeah. even subliminal mes- yeah, messages yeah. that go on. So what ends up happening, uh, Dr. Pig, is that uh, we... Uh, we start to get a little older, uh, and unfortunately, uh, we live in a time where, where both parents uh, are, are required to work. And because of that, uh, the child uh, is usually left uh, to someone else to care for. There are some things just can't be avoided. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there are other situations where uh, parents have had par- – other their parents uh, were uh, maybe lacked the nurturing skills mm-hmm. or – uh, the ability to connect emotionally, uh, uh, to be there present, to be, you know, to secure them in, in an attachment relationship uh, themselves. And so it becomes generational. Uh, it gets passed down. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, we got to figure out how to break the cycle, right. you know, break Amen. the chain. So what ends up happening is mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, a few different types of attachment styles. One is anxious. The anxious attachment style uh, is best described as a feeling of a void. Uh, that is inside. It's an mm-hmm. emptiness, uh, but it's also a type of feeling that drives that person to seek closeness, mm-hmm. to seek intimacy. And in that, they're needing uh, secure, uh, they're needing to be secured emotionally. They're needing to know without a doubt that you're not going to leave them. You're not going to abandon them. You're not found somebody. You haven't mm-hmm. found someone else. Uh, you're not going to just uh, 
uh, trade them in for a better model, right, so to speak, right. or you're not just burnt out on them, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason. These are real fears yeah. uh, that come up, and you see that with the anxious attachment style person. And you would hope that in the the security of marriage, the uh -huh. covenant of marriage, it would allay those anxieties. But you're saying it's so deep-seated that even in the covenant, they're still getting triggered with that anxious attachment. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and part of the problem is the anxious attachment style person will naturally uh, become attracted to mm. and avoided, mm -hmm. uh, avoid an attachment style person. Mm. Remember how I said earlier that there's a mechanism going on inside that has a desire to, to resolve unresolved yes. conflicts. Yes. So part of that is to attach to someone that makes themselves available, not available not emotionally. Available. So it, it triggers, brings to the surface this unresolved issue because God's design is it would come to the surface that we can be healed we can be whole and, and conformed into the image of Christ it, using our marriage as a tool. It is by design. Yeah, amen. And so if we understand that and know that God works right in the midst of mm, that process, mm. then you can look at it as a blessing. Mm -hmm. So not only uh, can your marriage be restored or healed or rebuilt, yes. uh, but God is going to build you yes. as a person, <laughs> you know, simultaneously. Yes, and, and that's my approach to ministry as mm -hmm. well. It's a, it's a healing for the individual and then it's a healing for the couple and the family and all of our faith and confidence is in God, Amen. trusting that he'll see us through the process. Amen. And yes. so if we have couples listening or one, you know, one spouse, a husband or a wife listening by themselves and they're saying, oh, my goodness, you know, this is how I feel. I have an anxious attachment and my spouse is very distant and avoidant. And that really triggers me. And I hear what you're saying, that yes. that's a blessing. It's a um, what what would that what can they do um, to to resolve that? It's one thing that we're saying, OK, it's a blessing. We're going to embrace it. So what are some practical things they can do or should be looking for in their marriage or strategies when the, when they are getting triggered? Well, first, let's say the Bible says, uh, above all, get an understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And usually I start with an exploration process, mm -hmm. uh, getting uh, to know the person. I want the spouse to hear the other spouse. Uh, talk about what it was like for them growing mm -hmm. up, what their experiences were, so that you can start to see them through different lenses. Okay. I, I, that can possibly happen on your own. You can maybe find time to sit down and design a time to talk about specific things mm -hmm. so that you can get to know me better, right. uh, wife, husband. Right. Uh, that can happen. Uh, usually it requires some kind of a guidance uh, with that with that process. Because you're going to get triggered. In, yeah. in, if you're having getting triggered and having conflict over who left the toilet seat up and didn't put you know put the socks in the in the dirty clothes basket right. how much more might you get triggered by these really deep personal well, issues it's inevitable yeah so having you know? a professional facilitate those conversations absolutely might be beneficial absolutely. Yeah. but those are very sensitive areas mm -hmm. not the toilet seat itself it's never, never about the it's toilet seat it's not really seat. the toilet no. seat right <laughs> So after that exploration, then what kinds of things can we do in our communication? Or you talk about the importance of comforting your yeah. spouse when they are in that triggered, mm -hmm. activated state. Talk about that. Okay, uh, People are, are, des are made and designed differently. Uh, my interpretation of intimacy and, and my desire uh, for how that looks and how I want to receive intimacy may look completely and probably will look completely different from how one's spouse may interpret mm -hmm. in intimacy 
and, and understand uh, and be able to receive that intimacy. Mm-hmm. So to be able to speak their language, so to speak, mm-hmm. and know where to meet them, to recognize when that person's upset, triggered, uh, activated, I like to say, mm-hmm. and then know how to respond. Uh, for instance, if, if the wife or the husband uh, is, in a, uh, is in a, an anxious attachment style person, uh, they're going to probably need some comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to need some words of reassurance. Uh, they're probably going to need some touching. Uh, some mm-hmm. hugging, uh, mm-hmm. maybe walking, uh, buy some flowers, uh, let mm-hmm. them know you remember them, uh, do nice things for them at unexpected times, mm-hmm. you know, that you're thinking about them. Uh, that reinforces uh, the secure attachment. So, and it looks different for different people. Mm-hmm. And so that has to be explored and talked about and, and understood. And an agreement needs to be made that these, this is how I'm going to meet your needs mm-hmm. from this point forward yeah. because now I know what you need. So, again, in this distress, we actually have an opportunity to be more attentive to our spouse. Yes. And to serve our spouse in a very different way Absolutely. than we might have thought before. Absolutely. So we know, you know, we love when our spouse, as I'll speak for myself, when my spouse takes out the garbage or okay. mops the floor. Yeah. You know, there are things that he can do to to make you know my job a little easier if I'm you know cleaning the kitchen. That's right. Um, or he can rub my feet if I've been on my feet all day. But Absolutely. there are some emotional things as well and communication yeah. things that our spouse can do to serve us and help meet our needs that right. help us once and for all get that um, childhood wound healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the problems uh, that, that happens uh, in the marriages, it, it has to do with the, with the communication for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not so much about how frequently you're arguing or what you're arguing about. Mm-hmm. It's about how, um, how you communicate to one another. So let's just take one particular area, such as um, uh, transactional analysis. Uh, they divide communication up in terms of critical parent, parent, adult, child. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, people aren't aware that they're literally speaking from a critical parent perspective mm-hmm. down to a child ego state mm-hmm. type in that in that spouse. Yes. And when they're doing that, they're going to react. Yeah. They're going to respond. They may not verbally react, but they're going to mm-hmm. respond and react Even some kind of way. Even if they're consciously aware that, that it's, they, they got triggered by that. Yeah. Yes, because they feel, uh, they feel belittled. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel like you're talking down to them. They mm-hmm. don't feel like an equal. So to get to the point, the goal would be to help couples to learn to speak adult to adult. That is the ideal communication pattern, Mm -hmm. uh, style between married couples. Yes. Uh, And be aware of yourself. Be aware of your body language. Uh, Make sure that your eye contact is good Mm -hmm. and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So really, two whole adults. The two shall become one. Absolutely. (laughs) Two whole, healed, healthy adults. That's right. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Tony Matoyer, certified addiction counselor, marriage and family counselor in the Denver area. Thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Dr. You're quite welcome. We'll have to have you back. Um, There's so many other topics we can talk about in terms of marriage and family. And so I'd love to have you back again. Uh, Listeners, please go to drpegradio.com for program archives to register for my upcoming workshops. My guest has been Tony Matoyer. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every week by SSI Guardian. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat, visit drpegradio.com. You can also purchase Dr. Peg's books, Do Something Different for a Change, and Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog, online at drpegradio.com. And remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 The Word FM for Living Well with Dr. Peg. Living well.